Welcome back to the Design Positive Show, an initiative of IAMAI, the Internet and Mobile Association of India. This is Karthi Subraman bringing you yet another superstar Asian designer to the show. Today, let's discuss an intriguing topic around designer before design. Where do we start? Commerce or consciousness? Inside or outside? Should designers go in the path of conformance or defiance? Let's explore this side of the designer with one of our prolific Indian designer. Join me in welcoming Niam Bhushan to the show. Here is a quick introduction of our humble and ever-grounded superstar guest. Niam Bhushan is an industry pioneer and an industry veteran in various disciplines of design. User experience design, design thinking, graphic, print, textile, watch dial design, typography and more. He's a successful entrepreneur with two businesses he set up early in his career. His first venture at the age 16 in digital publishing with international clients, which he ran for about 12 years. Second, as a value-added solutions provider with Apple in 1990s. Since 1996, he works as an independent professional consultant, creating impact across industries. Niam has delivered a TEDx talk on design that changes the narrative of design from India in the world. He's currently argumenting his large legacy and initiatives of design through his Awaken Your Creativity workshops. They use dance, mindfulness and meditation techniques to unlock explosive creativity in participants. Welcome to our show, Niam. This is such an amazing opportunity to talk about an intriguing title that you have given me, Commercial and Conscious, Designing for Money or Wealth, uh, Inside and Outside. So where do we start this conversation, Niam? And I am super excited to talk about this topic, which we rarely discuss uh, in all reality. There, there are discussions around ruined by design. There are discussions around, oh, design just changed our lives. So between these two, where does a designer stand? And this is fabulous to discuss today. Thank you so much, Karthin. You're doing a wonderful job here in bringing the discussion, much needed discussion around design. The, the point is from where you start. It's actually we start from the dilemma that every designer faces across the world, you know. Mm, and mm. The way a what makes a designer design? The need, the outer need is, of course, money. And how does a designer pitch? The designer always says that they are here to solve problems. Okay. Yes. And between the yes. two happens the entire commerce and the productization and the design. But we need to go deeper. We need to understand that ultimately design is a discipline. And ultimately mm-hmm. design is some is a discipline that works on the designer and the ultimate product is the constant refinement of the designer long after the product and the design turns into oblivion this is the beauty of design you know now the thing to understand is that when we look at design solving problems which is where the pitch is we need to quietly acknowledge Maybe, maybe it solves problems, but 99% of the time, every solution creates even more problems. (laughs) True that, yes. 
And so we take it up from there, you know, that let's not tell ourselves that we are here to solve a problem. We must acknowledge that every problem solved creates new problems. Therefore, what is a true role in the world? Right. So that brings me to a very fundamental question. So what is the role of a designer? Are we being loyal to a business which is paying us? Or are we being loyal to our profession which is helping us solve the problem? Or are we, you know, kind of between here and there and we have no idea and we are just pulled and pushed in different directions? So what is a designer? Uh, Maybe we should start from there. True. So this is specific to India. In India, a designer is primarily understood, unfortunately, as an artist. And in fact, an artist and a designer are often poles apart. The artist expresses, but the designer communicates. These are two different things. The artist does not care about feedback or appreciation or anything, you know, but the, but the designer has to. The, the way the designer measures success is, has the designer been able to pull the wallet out of the pocket for the customer, right? Mm-hmm. The artist may say that maybe this generation may not even understand my art. It's cathartic and I'm gone. Now, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to a world in India where the, the new breed of designers which emerge across multiple dimensions and disciplines may, of course, be into aesthetics, but may not be artistic at all. And that will be the joy because they're not here to be artistic. They're not here to be expressive. They're here to solve problems for clients, help earn money, you know, make life easy for customers or make it or, or and push the envelope, take the world forward. Now, for that, you mm-hmm. don't need art. You need many more things. So that's the first thing. What is a designer? Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so at the end of the day, we solve problems to grow the business. Uh, if the business is not there to really pay our bills, probably we wouldn't be doing what we were doing for the business. So in that sense, are we not designing for the commercial purposes? Uh, where does our consciousness go? For example, if I'm designing a cigarette, let's say, for example, um, or I'm, I'm, I'm designing the amazing artwork for, say, Jack Daniels. Uh, is it is it important for me to think about? Oh my God, I'm I may uh, create some kind of illness to somebody in a long term. That's the consciousness in me talking to me. But I'm paid by Jack Daniels. Why will I not do my work? I mean, I'm just doing my job. So. Just torn between the two. Okay. One, I really hope you get sponsored by Jack Daniels for this one. And And secondly, and far more importantly, which is exactly our topic, you know, commerce and conscious. So the moment you start working commercially and you start getting successful, the first awakening of a designer is that they realize that, that, you know, as a discipline, Design demands a certain sense of responsibility. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I can make the greatest ad or the greatest communication or the greatest product design for cigarettes, which actually happened, if you remember, for children in Africa in the previous century. Cigarettes were actually sold to children in Africa. 
Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so actually, this happens, and you know, there is a famous uh, design studio in Russia that says, "We will not work with any political or religious organization because we know mm-hmm. we can, we can, we know how to succeed. We have the formulas, but we don't want to apply them in this. That's our responsibility. So, ask yourself, each designer, your first awakening is, you know, are you taking responsibility of this ultimate tool that you have?" which can pretty much shape the world in whatever way that person who pays you money can ask you to do. That's the first thing. That's when the dilemma starts. Do I do this for commerce or should I also be conscious? And it could be even simpler, more trivial. Should I use plastic? And should I make things disposable? And should I damage the environment? It could also be psychological. Should I design this thing to become so addictive the people's brains are intoxicated with dopamine and they lose time, they lose, and they become thoroughly distracted and they may start having cravings and they may start creating aggravate, aggravated behavior. It could mm-hmm. also be social, you know. Do we, do we design systems where people's behavior changes and instead of people mm-hmm. being friends, they now ask you to unfriend me and nobody realizes mm-hmm. that this is all part of design. And these are these yes. are very large, large decisions. Ultimately, do we design an ecosystem where we can do behavior design, where we could subvert the path of freedom and democracy, and you know, even uh, honest and sincere and well-intentioned politics? So sooner or later, every designer is going to be against this wall. Now, how do you make a choice? Is the question why? Why we must this. This concept that design is user-friendly is such a childish concept. We must understand that design is amoral. You may use it to win World War II, like what England did. You may use it to heal from the wounds of war, which is what Germany did. So design is amoral. It can be user-friendly. It can also be user-hostile. For example, making barbed wires so that, you know, you keep intruders away. Now, that's not user-friendly. Or cemented dual carriageways. So first, you've got to understand design is amoral. Once you get it, then you understand, I've got to be responsible with this. Hmm. That's fabulous. Amoral to responsibility. That's, that's beautiful. So my question goes back to our stakeholders. Uh, as a designer, I am responsible. I am not using dark patterns. I am making sure the dopamine receptors are not tarnished the way it is getting today. But how do I go ahead? As you said beautifully, design is all about communication. So now I have to collaborate. I have to facilitate decision-making with the stakeholders. So how do I bring this consciousness into that commerce-oriented discussion with the stakeholders out there. Well, that's beautiful. In all my workshops and in all my, my movements, I speak about one simple thing. The engineering mind, the entrepreneurial mind, comes from a thinking and a momentum from the 20th century, which is input, process, output. That is how we measure every unit of economics and engineering. Input, mm-hmm. process, output. Now... The designer is the conscious person who turns around and says, no, 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 no. This is not how we create our world, how we see it. Our new mantra 
for the 21st century and let this come from India to the world mm. as a fragrance. It is input, playfulness, output. Mm. And the moment you bring playfulness, the whole game changes because you could still be productive. But you bring an element oh, yeah. of the human. You bring an element of beyond productivity. This whole universe is designed not for a point, but with playfulness. So if you look deep for inspirations into the universe, into the design of mm. life, into the design of living, you will realize mm. it ultimately crystallizes onto the point of playfulness. So look deeply. All successful products are inherently mm. playful. Look at your smartphone, for instance. You know that shutter sound of the camera? There is no mm -hmm. mechanical lens in the camera. That sound is playful that you hear when you take True. a photo, you know? The, you know, the way you swipe and the way you pinch and zoom, these are all playful. And the mouse itself is playful. So Absolutely. once you understand playfulness, we have a word in Sanskrit for playfulness. We call it Leela. The whole universe mm. is a divine play what Dante in Italy also talks about. The moment you bring playfulness, some, some things happen. Some qualities have to come in to make things playful. One, they have to be naturally more intelligent. So a designer has to become more intelligent. See the beauty of this equation. They have to be more beautiful. Even if it is, even if it is sharp and ugly and a weapon, there has to be a certain beauty, like a titan bow about it, you know. So intelligent, beautiful, definitely more creative. So the designer has to be more creative before they can make something more creative. More conscious. Mm. You cannot be unconscious about being playful. So you have to become more conscious. So look, your inner ecosystem starts changing, you see. You have to be empathetic. And you have to be delightful. You have to be somebody who seeks and revels in delight all the time. And ask yourself, are you like that? And the moment you do, you realize that you could make something morbid, like a medical equipment, you know, and I'm actually working on one enterprise-level industrial medical design. But still I ask myself, even then, why can't there be an element of playfulness in anything and everything that we do? And it is true, mm. people are doing that in every field of life. Mm. True, true. So this is something I can connect with the, both the Eastern way of looking at things as well as the Western. There was a one full talk, which uh, I'm not sure Tom Kelly or David Kelly, one of the Kellys talked about it. And he was talking about the Leela, the playfulness, and how designers can be playful and just throwing around toys and just keeping the environment very playful uh, alone gives them better thoughts. And I've also heard the same stories from my mom about how Krishna, uh, while he was he was in a political career, was absolutely playful and joyful all the time. And that is what gave that level of uh, significance uh, to the decisions he made. So it's kind of touching a chord in a very different uh, direction. But um, let, let, let's, let me turn this around and ask, we need to be playful. We need to be responsible. We need to be amoral. We need to make sure that we are producing uh, enough success for the business. So how how can we think about money versus wealth? Is it the same? Is it different? So 
can can we be all of this and still produce it is that even possible yeah of course in fact if you look very deeply the design of money itself is beautiful money is the footprint of wealth and we are too obsessed with the footprints on sand what we need to realize is it is wealth and you know the beauty of design every designer needs to know this design is the ability the knack the art of generating wealth through thin air that is what design is and once you understand that you're generating wealth through thin air and that's what design is then it's easy therefore it will translate into money but keep your eyes focused on the higher goal so what is wealth wealth is in the inner richness money is in the outer richness you know in the inner richness wealth will give you joy will give you peace will give you enrichment of emotions will give you lots of things which makes the world so beautiful which makes your life so precious so ask yourself have you touched that in india and in the west actually we're still talking about emotional design i would love to take this further i would love to know okay form follows function is one then we come to form follows emotion is the second and then you know in russia they say design will save the world but i'm saying what about that inner ecosystem that spiritual that mysticism of design where is it and if you haven't enriched your inner consciousness that is what resonates in your design and how do you do that so being playful is still an emotional state okay right to go deeper to create these blockbuster products to be able to create innovation to be able to create disruption what you need is this act of courage emotional courage of letting go of all your knowledge of letting go of all your experiences of especially letting go of all your research and then having what the buddhists call the beginner's mind and for me that is so beautiful this beauty of becoming ignorant of becoming empty becoming empty inside looking with fresh eyes and a blank mind again at a problem finding solutions and by the way that is something whether you do a 3 year or a 5 year or a phd they cannot teach you because these things about design cannot be taught that's the beauty of design design cannot be taught it can only be caught and the way to catch design is through the heart and the soul not the mind and memory and the beauty of catching this is where the east shines it is through constant refinement of methods of mindfulness which the west is beginning to understand and tap into but you know what for us that is the journey that is the reward of being able to open ourselves to sensitivity i'll give you an example a real life example every designer is told today to bring intuition in design tell me where did you study intuition in engineering or design you can't <laughs> okay do you have a ba honors in intuition do you have a bsc honors do you have a phd in intuition you can't Yeah. let's yeah. let's let's go deeper let and that is the first ask of every client the second one is you know we need to have user empathy and yeah. i have seen oh, designers yeah. who don't have any empathy as humans 
they can be really rude and cruel and so insensitive to others so i ask yourself how do you nurture empathy for instance and over these 20 or 30 years i forget how many i want to reveal my age now i've been working in india <laughs> i realized that my obsession with knowledge imparting knowledge and understanding tools technologies and techniques is futile the real bottleneck of design in india the real bottleneck is in the people there are blocks there psychological emotional spiritual that needs to be cleansed and melted and then design will blossom on that new soil so for example i have used techniques from sufism to bring empathy heart meditations for intuition we have used many other techniques for beginners mind we have used again techniques from sufism techniques from uh, from from the tasna techniques which are mind boggling and then i have asked the designers in the room can you go ahead and you know design again and they say wow what change mm. i said nothing changed mm. the knowledge is the same the theory is the same but you have changed hey do you remember this karthi you and i were discussing this the design thinking mm. design theory what is it it's nothing it's like giving somebody a keyboard a musical keyboard and saying these are the seven notes of the musical scale right and this is a room yeah. full of 20 people now you know the theory of music this is melody this is rhythm mm. and it's so simple even a child can learn the theory of music but amongst you who is the beethoven who is the rabindranath tagore who is the yo yo hani singh who is the eminem i mean look at the genres and then look at the creativity how do you learn that how do you express that and that where india shines we can bring this forward we need discussions with clients and ourselves and client should be able to assess a designer you know where are you on your path of inner and constant refinement so what you bring to the product to be able to take it from let's say a few hundred thousand to a few million dollars mm. what is that extra that you bring your tools are understood everything else is commodity right well um if, just by going with the numbers right mm-hmm. we are generally 7 years to 10 years behind the western world at least that's what the numbers say in terms of development and but the the eastern the culture the tradition the way we are brought up it's a completely new way to look at things will this even fly uh niam i mean who is going to understand when a left brain you know boss signs the check it becomes so hard for the right brainer to go and explain the whole damn thing now you are going to go ahead and explain a completely new way of looking at it a, a new pair of eyes that they must be having to choose you how is that going to be possible oh that's very easy in fact i even created a framework which i share some with mm. some of my clients so you know our cvs our portfolios and our qualifications i look at them and i keep it on the side and then i have methods with which i check and ask questions and interview and share and teach the hr teams also to be able to understand how to assess a great designer half the time i say they don't even know what kind of questions to ask the questions in india by the way are to do with mm. production of design not design which is really <laughs> ironic that's the first thing right and this obsession with knowledge so when when you start throwing beautiful thought provoking challenges 
to, to mm. candidates and you look at how they think on their feet and they think from mm. when the back is against the wall it is so wonderful and the second thing you said that we are behind time it was seven years I don't think so I think you know that was true four years ago but it's remarkable how much progress we've made in the last three years in India in terms of design mm. and two we must we must remember that design that that homo that, that humans you know this species homo sapiens this is a design animal you take design out of this animal it won't survive for a second mm. the moment you mm. understand that then you understand that india mm. as a culture has understood design very deeply but we seem to have forgotten it so what do we leverage here our eternal understanding of design versus a seven year trend analysis of design and the eternal will always surpass the trend and that's what even dieter rams is talking about he's saying you know time must be eternal and we have to find this as much as everybody but we know what we need to do here we need to awaken now how do we take it to the marketplace it's very very simple everybody asks look at the real ask intuition empathetic mm-hmm. design right. innovative right Mm. and i would also like to say when they say minimalism in india they're actually saying uncluttered or declutter what nobody realizes right. that deliver a tedx talk that minimalism is a spiritual movement that started from india from buddhism and nirvana and there's a whole mm. talk which i delivered which explains how it moved from here all the way to germany via japan and china it comes from india mm. by the way so minimalism is just one movement imagine how many thoughts we have and philosophies we have which lead to design so we need to 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 be able to quantify to the client that these are the new things and new dimensions that we bring to design today to you so you will have the proof the taste the tongue tip taste of design in what we do and i call this pure doing that design is hashtag #pure doing and the moment you make it this way you will feel the taste of it you will see it's innovative you'll see it's playful you'll see it's crazy you'll see it's colorful india is the king of colors in the world man you know mm. all of that will come through and we will end up defining now let's take an example precedent example i studied mm. literature in college because i loved it although i had qualified mm. to study maths and computers but i chose literature and i remember all authors were all western authors and i asked my professors why don't we have indian authors and you know we mm. talked about english i said you you're confusing language with literature we have literature we are just right now tongue tied with english the moment we are comfortable with english our literature will burst forth look today how many pulitzers and how many nobel prizes and how many other international recognitions mm. indian authors are getting it's the same mm. with design very very soon we will all realize that my god the design that emerges from india is absolutely mind blowing and pushes the world mm. forward through these new ways wow yeah the playfulness the design being caught not cannot be taught and we being a design animal and keeping it eternal these are all brilliant brilliant takeaways for me uh, niam is there one thing a designer should do um i i know that we are going to have an uphill journey changing the external world but what should every designer take away from this talk 
one last thing that you wanted to say to them that this will transform you and because of that you're going to transform the world when we say that the designer needs to have a beginner's mind it means two things it means one you should have an ability all your life to be able to gather the latest and the deepest knowledge tools and trends not to become an animal of your own habit and then the courage to be able to drop it and then look mm. again with fresh eyes and then the third thing to be able to work on yourself which means that you upgrade your skill but don't stop at skill you upgrade your discipline but don't stop at discipline now upgrade yourself and when i say yourself i mean through moments of creativity laughter dance meditation celebration methods which will make you a deeper more conscious human being so that you realize that you are not here as a designer to plunder earth you are here as a designer as a guest on planet earth and your mm. and your purpose is to generate rich and to generate wealth for the world but to leave behind you a world which is more beautiful more intelligent more creative more playful more delightful as a gift for everybody else that's what a designer should leave behind wow that's so powerful uh thank you so much for sharing these nuggets of wisdom with us neem um if not anything i learned one thing strongly it's kind of sitting inside me that an unconscious designer cannot bring consciousness in this world so the first step is to become conscious so that we will be able to balance the commercial the conscious the money the wealth the inside outside i think that's pretty much what is standing out in, in inside me am i getting it right in fact let's take it from an indian perspective so many times many companies in india say that i need a designer and i need somebody who who works out of sex drugs and rock and roll you know that sounds like a very cool thing to say actually what you're saying is you know the other the conscious part and once you go there then you have a career which never has a burnout thank you so much for sharing your thoughts neem and i i hope all the designers listening out there are going to take away something very personal before even taking it to the world i i think that's that's standing out today yes definitely so once this lockdowns are over i've started to do these awaken your creativity where i invite creative people to come and try meditative techniques of dancing and then use them in design and it works like the breakthroughs are extraordinary amongst people so let's hope we can all experience these later absolutely i am going to find another way to get in touch with you yes. and make you do this with us so that we will be able to experience those practices and take it with us what a joy thank you so much karthik discussion today with neem grounded me to think about my profession as a designer in a whole new dimension while i'm going to continue to help create commercially successful businesses and solve commission problems i promise to do them playfully consciously mindfully and responsibly in the next episode we'll discuss more about behavioral economics and design with at another superstar asian guest till then stay safe and stay tuned